What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for December 30th, 2022. We're slowly inching our way toward 2023. It'll be here before we know it. And if you're looking to catch up on some Back to the Future today and tomorrow while you're waiting to go out for New Year's Eve, we just dropped the Fog Bowl edition last night. Be sure to check that out. It's the 34th anniversary. Hard to believe that that was 34 years ago. But we take a look at what could have been and how that fog just really impacted the entire Buddy Ryan era of football. So we'll definitely give that a a listen and check that out. Um, And while you're there, check out the holiday edition. It's still the holiday. So we did the Christmas wish for each team as well as the 2023 what if. Um, so good listens back to the future with a pH, wherever you get your podcast. All right. So quick flyers update. They did beat the Sharks yesterday in overtime, which is not good for their standings because they could have flopped with the Sharks. And the fact that it went into overtime means they both come out of it with a point, which for both teams probably isn't a great thing, but there's still a lot of season left and where they are, they're still within striking distance of one of those top three positions when it comes time for the lottery. Again, we're, we're openly saying let's tank because they want one of those top three picks. Uh, I did an episode on back to the future on it and just, I've asked a question and nobody's been able to come with a, a, a solution on how you get better when you're in that, purgatory area where you're just outside of the playoffs but also far enough down that you're not in line for a lottery pick so if you have any thoughts definitely give me a give me a shout and let me know a couple injury updates for the eagles uh hertz was actually on the sideline or on the field throwing a little bit yesterday and i don't know if sirianni is playing a game or whatnot with the saints but he's still not ruling him out and I, I keep going back and forth because part of me is like, you know what, just let him play at least the first half and maybe be a little bit more conservative with his running. But I feel just having him on there on the field gives that extra dimension. The Saints are not a good team, but I don't want to play around and have to wait to play the following week against the Giants and rely on a division team or a division game to clinch everything. Um especially a team that you just basically went up to New York and dominated, and they're probably going to be playing for a playoff spot too. So just I'd rather than just take care of business, if that means playing Hurts for a half, maybe we, that's something we need to do. But I'll keep monitoring that. Friday is usually the, the telltale day that if guy doesn't practice, there's really no chance he's going to play. Um, and speaking of that, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is eligible to open up his practice window. They haven't yet, which kind of leads me to believe at this point they're not going to activate him for Sunday's game, which is fine. I mean, a lacerated kidney, I don't even know. That just sounds painful. Like, I I don't even know. So let him rest. And if we need him next week for the Giants, great. If not, give him that time and then have everybody almost at full health then come playoff time. But... Speaking of the Eagles, we're going to stay with them today and go back to 1995 to me for one of, it's one of the more interesting games of Eagles playoff history. Um, Not so much in the fact because of the way the game came down, but just 
the, the whole era was just weird. The whole Ray Rhodes, like the end of Kotite, beginning of Rhodes leading into Andy Reid was just a bizarre time, I guess. Um, but on this day, December 30th, 1995, the Eagles beat the Lions in the NFC wildcard game 58-37 to at the Vet. And at the time, it was the third most points scored by a team in the playoffs. It was the highest scoring playoff game until 2010 when Green Bay and the Cardinals uh, played. It was 51-45 in overtime. And what stuck out to me about this game was the fact that Lomas Brown, the Vikings uh, all-pro tackle, basically was talking trash before the game and gave sort of Ray Rhodes the bulletin board material. Uh, Ray Dittinger was in the uh, the Lions locker room to do a story on Barry Sanders, who happened to be in the shower, and he saw guys uh, interviewing Lomas Brown. So he went over, and he basically, Lomas Brown, and I, I should have probably written down the exact quote, but basically said the Eagles shouldn't be on the same field as the Lions, they should basically, uh, the Lions should have the game won by the fourth or first quarter, um, just going on and on and on. And like basically doubled down then when asked clarifying questions. He was like, yeah, that, <clears throat> basically I'm guaranteeing a win. And just was disrespectful for the, just uh, the whole entire Eagles team. So Ray Denninger ran with it and said, all right, I guess I'm not going to do the story on Barry Sanders. Here's my story. And I do remember the the front page of the Daily News that day had Lomas's Brown, Lomas Brown's picture and talked about how he was guaranteeing it. And basically, Ray Rhodes, he was a good motivator. I don't know if he was a good head coach, but he was a good motivator. And I think those first two years, he was able to get a lot out of his players. And I think after that, they kind of got tired of it. But he had them all fired up, and they scored 31 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, or first, second quarter, I should say, including a Hail Mary right before half. Rodney Pete to, I forget who he even threw it to. Um, but when it was all said and done, they had a 51-7 to lead in the third quarter of that game. And then, I mean, Rodney Pete threw for 270 yards, three touchdowns. The defense was the story, though. They dominated. They had six interceptions, I believe, two quarterbacks. It was uh, Scott Mitchell and Don Mikowski was still banging around back then. They threw a combined six interceptions. The defense scored two touchdowns, held Barry Sanders to 40 yards. Herman Moore had a decent game, but most of those were garbage time yards after the Eagles were already up 51-7. to um, so basically, F you, Lomas Brown. Thank you for the the motivation that we needed. Um, of course, the Eagles went and got blown out by the Cowboys the following week. But at least for this day, things were good there in South Philly. And I think that's why this was a, a bizarre time. The Eagles had some good players, but it was obvious that <clears throat> they weren't on the level of like the 49ers, the Packers, and the Cowboys, you had those three teams and then sort of everybody else. Now, I, I would put the Eagles against the, the anybody else, but unfortunately when you have those three teams, you weren't going to win much there in the 90s. So, But just a couple quick fun facts about the 1995 team. Um, this happened to be the year of the, the fourth and one where um, the Eagles stopped the Cowboys and then – they go back and 
uh, stop him again because of the two-minute warning or, or whatever it was. And uh, I just remember John Madden saying, he's going for it again. I can't believe it. Uh, this also was Randall Cunningham's last year in Eagles uniform as a quarterback. He was gone after that season. Um, it also was the last year that they wore the Kelly Green jerseys um, that they are bringing back apparently for a game next year. Um, hopefully it catches on and they kind of keep that there um, <clears throat> coming forward. Because, again, they didn't win anything in those uniforms. And I know I've talked about this, but it's very nostalgic. Um, so maybe it won't hurt for them to to have those uniforms again. I mean, who knows? But that was the last year for that. Uh, the fourth and one game, <clears throat> Randall's last year. Uh, and it also was the the year Ricky uh, Waters uh, rookie or rookie year first year with the Eagles and the infamous for who for what um, when he alligator armed the pass the opening day when they lost to the Buccaneers so just an interest again like I said it was just an interesting bizarre like four or five year period where. Th- they weren't good. I mean, they were solid. I shouldn't say they weren't good, but you knew they weren't going to win. They were fun to watch. There was just a bunch of stories. But on this day, back in 1995, they beat the Lions 58-37 to in the NFC wildcard game. And, and side note, I, I actually liked the Lions somewhat. I don't know if it was the Barry Sanders thing. Obviously, I wasn't rooting for them over the Eagles, but there was just something. I don't know if it was the color. Uh, the that that sky blue or baby blue, whatever you want to call it. But I always kind of respected the lines. But F you, Lomas Brown. Thanks for the motivation. So go have yourselves a Friday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.